0: 6.57, 6.57 p.m. on the East Coast on a Monday night. It's the 23rd day of January, the month that never ends. we got one more full week, but it begins tonight, the 23rd day on a Monday. So I'm excited because tonight we don't really, we got a lot of room to just stretch out and do whatever and take some calls. I've got a variety of Topics that we can we can talk about. I'll just throw a bunch out there. Whatever comes back, I'll be happy with. Uh, we've got the exorcism of Paul Pelosi, or as Nancy or Nancy's daughter proclaims, that it was an exorcism of the house. That Nancy had priests come by and cleanse the house of all of the hammer spirits, all those evil hammer spirits that were around. It, it could have only have been. Something demonic that could have made this this strange man coming off the st- <laughs> coming off the streets and and be uh, you know taken in in such a hospitable way until things went south. I so we'll do that. We got we've got uh, a little bit of the update from over the weekend. There's a lot of things that happened over the weekend, including that riot in Atlanta, which was ten times ten times. I would say at least. Five to ten times the magnitude of what they of what they hoped, I, I, I guess what they would say, what happened at January 6th. This is what they wish happened at January 6th. All these little things, you know, worse things were happening in the streets of Washington, D.C. during Trump's inauguration, let alone in 2020, in May of 2020, when uh, structure fires all over the place in D.C. on the White House campus and all that stuff. Never mind that. Well, interesting uh, I don't know the de- I have a thread over here we can read through it. Somebody shot a shot at a cop and then they got killed and then of course that was a that was a bridge too far. That's what it always comes down to. Um so we're, we'll do a little bit of that and then I got Scott Adams. Scott Adams has surrendered. And he's kind of missing the point. Uh, he obviously he turned a lot of people off because he was a pr- he was a big prick about it. And I, I hate to see it this way, but he was a very big prick when it came to the the shots and why people should get them and coming down on you know in favor of mandates and everything else. And he went out and he got them. And obviously he was hurt by them because he's in he's he's living in uh, th- with some with some difficulty right now. He has spoken in some pretty severe ways about what he believes his life expectancy is going to be just because of how bad life has been since, you know, things. And um, over the weekend, uh, compilations of him on one of his recent streams talking about how, well, you'll see it, talking about how those who were not for what the government was cooking up, and what was being shoved in our faces, and the kind of pressure that was coming down from the uh, the the, uh, the shepherds in the media—that they were all they were all right. The people who did not go along with it—they've won. Now, it's it, it takes a lot for people to to admit that something that they threw everything. That they had behind was not the right path but it wasn't a competition i think that's the the conclusion that many people drew too but there's more that we can go into it as we hear him speak that's in the first half i also am going to leave you with a little something that that is going to preview the second half which gets a little bit more into i don't know a, uh, a I guess it would be a a certain category of nostalgia but sound nostalgia of sound and I want to I want to throw that out there right after the intro. So that's what we'll do. I want to thank my sponsors tonight. That is BlueMonsterPrep.com. Love kicking off a new week with BlueMonsterPrep.com. Everybody, I think, should every time that there is a new headline coming out of Eastern Europe. Now we're getting uh, Poland. Germany has just said, "Okay, Poland, you can give all of our Leopard two t- tanks to to um, Ukraine." Just keep it's just incredible the assembly line where they all go to get destroyed and We're getting closer and closer to Big big unavoidable calamity and then at that point the chaos will be so bad good luck Good luck trying to make sense of it once where if this is the time to make sense of things When there's still time to turn back once you're in it Then it's just survival and that's exactly what they want us to do because once we're in it once we're in a gigantic very destructive, highly deadly war, um, then there's no place for talks about s- sound money and anything else, like the, the borders. Borders. So that's where we're at right now. And every time these headlines come out, the first thing I think about is Blue Monster Prep and how I need to keep chipping away at food supplies and other things. So go to prep.com and... Get all of your priorities in order for 2023 and start your path to preparedness. It is a form of insurance that you need. It's a physical form of insurance you control. 100%. Go there, go on the affiliates page and just jump in with everybody that we are friends with there, especially Blue Monster, Secret Nature CBD, but also people like Tony at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. We have a gold and silver sponsor and they're wonderful. There's no orders too small. If, you, if you've if you never stacked silver before, get yourself your first round of silver. Give it to yourself. Go ahead and do it. In fact, I think that Tony at Wise Wolf is going to throw a silver round in, I think a silver maple leaf, for this month's giveaway for our, on our monthly sponsors. As you know, if you are a monthly sponsor of the show, every month you're automatically entered into a giveaway. And this month I'm going to be Where is it? Where the hell is it? Hold on a second. Oh, it's over there. It's it's this little UFO drone that I love, and Aurora loves them too. Now I buy a lot of them. I'm gonna give that away. A UFO drone and a piece of silver. We'll talk about that later. All right, into the grab bag. Oh, whoa, before we do that though, just a little bit of a preview of what we got going on this week, guest-wise, tomorrow night, I am dragging this guy out of what may seem to some of you because he disappeared off of the face of the earth, except now I see that he's active again on BitChute and BitChute only after he was forced off of YouTube, Jay Myers, you remember Jay Myers, Jay Myers documentaries? Well, I finally got in touch with him again and Jay Myers is coming on the show tomorrow night. We're going to be doing a, I don't know, maybe, maybe like a 30, 45 minute segment. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to jump into Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick, Eyes Wide Shut, um, as, because Variety last week went and published a piece about how really well-known and very accomplished directors and writers had, every, every last one of them had mishaps. Movies that they put out there that were just very ill-conceived and they, they were mishaps. They they went wrong. And Stanley Kubrick and Eyes Wide Shut was, was included on there. And it got a lot of pushback. Because Eyes Wide Shut, it's either you understand what you're watching or you don't. There is nothing about that film that is a mishap. So I want to have Jay Myers back on because he's done wonderful deep dives into all of that stuff the production um what it alludes to but uh, i think that it would be great to be to also tie in the exposure of eyes wide shut elite class to anything that's going on in places like davos the w- world economic forum transhumanism bug diets um all of that it's going to be a good one tomorrow night just um something different and then Wednesday, I don't know what we're doing just yet, but on Thursday night, I'm pretty sure we've got Jay Dyer coming in. So we got Jay Myers and then Jay Dyer. And I want to go into, uh, I want to do some time traveling with Jay Dyer as well. I want to go into um, the Cecil Rhodes crew and going back into the late 19th century, build up to 20th century and where we are right now as far as New World Orders go. On this Saturday, the 28th, Andrew Bashago is coming back on the program. This is his second appearance on the show. We will be talking about Project Pegasus and his time travel, his time travel experiences as a child. If you have not seen his first uh, appearance on the show back in either September, I think it was September or something like that, or October. Amazing, we will replay it on the network Probably on Wednesday night, and probably again on Saturday night, leading up to going live. But I have so many follow-ups. I'm sure he's going to have to nutshell some things for you guys on uh, on Saturday night too. But it's a, it's a, a fantastical story, and as I said before, he is either completely telling the truth, completely telling the truth about everything, or it is all a lie. And I just don't. I I'm I'm. I'm not in favor of the lie aspect. I don't think it's a lie. I don't think it's a lie. I think there's a lot more truth in there than anything else. Just a lot more that we don't understand. But it'll be a time travel night on Saturday night. That'll be good. And I can't wait for that. Next week is already looking good. I'm putting together a libertarian roundtable with my buddies Moonlit Matt and my buddy Ben and my buddy Max. All very astute in their studies some are scientists some are just profound shit posters but um but very very good to talk to when you talk about stateless society and how how we can live without government i had just a couple of things i want to do with them i said you know i want to do a libertarian roundtable so more of that coming up in February, we got Jason Burmes already coming back. In March, I have two bookings already. Stephen Jonathan is coming on again in March to do talk about... We just did the Trivium and the Quadrivium with him. Uh, he's going to be talking about the role of theology in, in an authentic um, language, meaning the true meaning of science versus scientism. But on March 3rd, the day after Stephen Jonathan... Dr. Peter McCullough is coming back on. So he returns for his second appearance on the show. That'll be a nice little roundup. He usually can't spend too much time on with us, so I will I need to have a a quick succession of questions ready for him so we can soak that all that up. So I'm we got a lot of nice things coming our way. That's what we're doing. All right. Let's jump into the grab bag, shall we? First one up is Poland, as I said before, is going to send German battle tanks, this is from the Post Millennial, to Ukraine after Berlin's approval. On Sunday, Germany's foreign minister, uh, Annalina Baerbock, told French television that Berlin would not stand in the way of Poland sending German-made Leopard 2 battle tanks to Ukraine as Polish Prime Minister Matus Morawiecki said Poland will continue to build a coalition of European countries to aid Ukraine with or without Germany's help. So Poland continues to never learn their lesson. They just don't learn. And this, there you go. And I know that Germany was a little bit hesitant to get in the the production and the the uh, the sending off of these tanks. So they're just not standing in the way. The New York Times reports that... More wiki said to the Polish fre- uh, pre- uh, press agency on Sunday, we will build a smaller coalition of countries ready to donate some of their modern equipment, modern tanks. We will not passively watch Ukraine bleed to death. You're, you're bleeding them. They're bleeding them. They're bleeding them. That's the thing I don't get. And um, so there's so many unanswered questions there, at least that, that, that average people don't even know to ask. But isn't it crazy how every time some Ukrainian war salesman steps up, this is on the aside, any any Ukrainian war salesman out there that steps up shaking their little tin cup, they're always asking for enough resources that essentially constitutes an entirely new army. What does that tell you? That every couple of months they they essentially need an entirely new army. Everything. Everything from soup to nuts. Oh, whatever. Uh, here's something that's crazy. There is a new uh, New program, a new program that's using artificial intelligence. It's being put out by NVIDIA. That is a, a company that probably powers most of your computer's um, video cards and all of those other things. They're introducing something called eye contact. NVIDIA just released a new eye contact feature that uses AI to make you look into the camera, even if you're not looking into the camera. So I want you to take a look at this because it's pretty freaky. Um, It's pretty freaky if you ask me. Hold on a second. Here you go. Watch this. So the guy on the left, that is the the real feed. This is the actual feed. But over here is what is is pretty much the filter that NVIDIA is is receiving all of this on the left and it's becoming this on the right this is the end feed that everybody at home of a broadcast with this program is going to see
1: check this out at no point in this video am i actually looking at the camera
0: so on so for those of you who are not picking up on it right off the bat the guy on the right that is processed and he's going to be staring at you in the eye the entire time the guy on the left which is the same guy Uh, His eyes are darting all over the place, perhaps reading a script, perhaps doing something else. But uh, it seems like you are getting his undivided attention, does it not?
1: This is a brand new bit of technology called Eye Contact that's been developed by NVIDIA. It's currently in beta and it uses machine learning AI technology uh, to make it look as if I'm looking straight down the lens and I'm not. And this feels like magic. So it means that you can sit on a works Zoom meeting and you look really engaged and you look as if you're listening to whoever's speaking. But in actuality, uh, you can just be sitting on your phone, you know, watching me live at twitch.tv forward slash 1030 if you'd like to. Uh, Because I'm live right now. If you want to come and see me play. So,
0: so yeah, that's the first example right there. If you're on a Zoom meeting for work. And everybody's supposed to be engaged and listening to what the, the boss is saying or whatever your supervisor is saying, or if there's a a town hall kind of a setup there, it, it'll it'll seem like you're the you're the teacher's pet. You're there, you're you're ready for homework and you're in you're engaged. Everything's just sounds so enthralling to you, but uh, really you can be doing any number of other things. So the ability to to really gauge whether or not somebody is reading directly off a tele teleprompter, those days are going to be gone pretty soon, which is huge because it goes a long way for the viewer to actually know how prepared certain statements are in ascertaining what the authenticity of a response is and all of that in various settings. I, of course, when we talk about big addresses, major addresses like the State of the Union, we know that those speeches are written. But for example, you remember when we were watching, we were watching, um, the Arizona some clips from what was going out there the trial of Arizona Cary Lake and Some of the people who were zoomed in For the trial were clearly reading off of something. It was it was odd. So things like that things like that will be More and more undetectable In the future very weird Indeed very weird. Yes. Okay, so going away from that Here's another one, a little bit of update on Joe Biden, who is not ashamed or has any regrets at all for what is now, bec- now seeming to be a, an entire library of classified documents that he's been just keeping over the decades here. PJ Media says, has Biden been hoarding classified documents for decades? Over the weekend, they found more. They found more. Now, now the, the problem. the problem with this is that there are There's a major discrepancy between the way that Donald Trump was treated, as we discussed in the show already, and the way that Joe Biden is being treated right now. Donald Trump, whose only experience inside of the federal government has been that of being president, who has exclusive ability to view and declassify any sensitive materials like that, because he's the president. Joe Biden seems to have been taking home stuff for whatever reasons as we know that probably all are uh have a a very transactional nature to why he's he has this uh in his own private residences and offices and all that shared spaces but um these this latest batch of documents that they found was taken by him when he was still a senator not even vice president so what did, did george bush sign off on him to take it home uh, we already know as Vice President Barack Obama's name was not mentioned once in any of this so I, I don't think that he, it was declassified by his boss at the time he must have just taken it home that, so he's got all this stuff going on and he's so comfortable because of who he is and who his compatriots are that he just—I I have no regrets about anything I did, and everything's fine. Listen, we're co- cooperating with the DOJ. And how does the news media cover it? Well, it was—it's a consensual, a consensual search of one residence or another, one office space or another. Consensual search. Meanwhile, it's a raid—an early morning raid, guns drawn, rifling through the pres—the the president's. Uh, 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 former uh, first ladies' closets and all that stuff—incredible stuff here. Incredible. All more reason never to trust anything they do, and anything they ask you to put in your body or anything like that. They are horrible, terrible monsters. Terrible monsters. And and this is what we have to look forward to every day, and with with no repercussions. It seems. Uh, Because if this does come to a point where he is forced out, it's not because justice has prevailed. It's because somebody that we probably don't like who hates us even more has uh, seen it fit for him to leave because phase something, phase 36 of the current plan is being implemented by the forces of nature inside of the government who are the only ones that get what they want. So if he's being forced now, it's not because justice is prevailing; it's because it's part of a plan to get him out. Because something else is coming in, you know. I.e., New York. Why did the uh, the nipple twister have to go? Because Kathy Hochul is willing to do stuff that even he wasn't able to do or willing to do. So it seems clear from the beginning. Real quick, before we go on our break, that Biden's classified document scandal was worse than Trump's. And yet in two weeks, since it keeps getting worse, uh, not only have more documents been found on more than one occasion, some of the classified documents that were among those recently discovered date back to when he was a U.S. senator. According to Bob Bauer, Biden's personal lawyer, on Friday, quote, DOJ took possession of materials it deemed within the scope of its inquiry, including six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials. Some of which were from the president's service in the Senate, and some of which were from his tenure as vice president. Joe Biden served in the U.S. Senate from 1973 to 2009, and until we get further information, we don't know how old the documents are. This means that he's had classified documents in his possession for as little as six years or as long as 50 years. So... Uh, And then, of course, the last question it asks is, what has Joe been doing with these classified documents all of these years? Oh, he's putting his children through college, of course. He's putting his children through college and through showers. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. I shared the live links across all of the, quite frankly, socials. So if you would be a darling, a good friend of mine, please send it on out there and give this episode a like if you're watching on YouTube or on Rumble. Things are changing over there. We're shaking things up and we're trying to dust the cobwebs off of the old machinery. The old machinery behind the scenes. Let's see if we can if we can get to 100K by my birthday. April 2nd. Can we get this at this, this uh, channel on YouTube to 100K by my birthday before it all comes crashing down? Let's see. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, no. Aurora, are you a chicken nugget?
2: no are you sure nope
0: so you are a chicken nugget
1: no
3: you let one ant stand up to us then they all might stand up those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's
4: run!
0: went live on the drums on Friday night only about 37 of you noticed it because it was on D live I had to work out all the last the kinks and the sound and I still have some kinks to work out I don't know what's going on with some of my electronics I think I have to make a major purchase or two this year but whatever Frankie needs things to write off Welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. We have super chats and rumble rants, and we have gold pills on quite frankly.tv powered by Foxhole. Super chats is quite frankly superchat.com because we have been permanently demonetized by YouTube since April around my birthday, 2020. I was too dangerous to earn money on YouTube, but I'm not dangerous enough to have streamed every day since oh except all except all the days i had to take off because of the accumulative 13 strikes that i was able to 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 play hopscotch around ever since 13. lucky 13. uh hey talk about synchronicity and talk about being in the zone here is a article quick one from study finds and we're going to open up the lines very soon Especially all throughout the second half. Study finds ultimate anti-aging remedy is ultrasound therapy. Sound waves show fountain of youth effect on cells. Sound waves, you say? Sound waves, you say? We've been talking about sound waves a lot. This is too good to be true. Is it too good to be true? Is the question often asked? We are examining all aspects of it to see if it really does work. Ultrasound therapy could delay, stop, or even reverse the aging process. A new study reveals scientists in Texas are working on turning back the clock on human cells by zapping them with low-frequency waves. The process restarts cell division, awakening them from a zombie-like state that triggers cell dysfunction and even disease. Experiments on older mice found that their cells became reinvigorated helping the animals run further faster on a treadmill the treatment even cured one individuals hunched back and after it worsened initially quote we treated it with twice or twice with ultrasound and it was back to behaving normally i don't think rejuvenation is too strong a term says lead author professor michael sheets from the University of Texas, according to a statement provided by Southwest News Service per New Scientist. The findings offer hope warding off frailty, keeping people fit into their 70s and 80s. A critical trial is in the planning stages to see if the technique is safe and can combat age-related diseases. I I wonder if if, uh, Royal Rife is anywhere in here, I wonder if it was considered, if any of that was considered, or is that just quackery? Uh, Is this too good to be true is the question I often ask. We are examining all aspects of it to see if it really does work, Professor Sheets explains. Sound Sound waves are much lower than medical scans use. And how does it rejuvenate cells? They go into it. We'll go a little bit on that. A possible biological explanation for why this treatment appears to work is ultrasound physically distorts cells, producing similar effects to exercise. In particular, it may be reactivating interior waste disposal systems, which grind to a halt in uh, senescent cells. Professor Jürgen Gotz from the University of Queensland, who did not take part in the study, described the evidence as convincing. Here's a quote from Gotts. But I think more work is needed to define the effective ultrasound parameters. Well, I think that we should get him in touch with Toby Wright, Toby Wright and and the ancient Egyptians who probably built the pyramids with sound to some degree at least. Okay, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Where are we going from here? The first thing I wanna bring up is a preview for the second half because I want you guys and gals to get your little brains working. Not that they're little. You know what I mean. To get your brains working and go back into your memory and just have some fun with this one. Eric Alper, who is a host on Sirius XM, he asked this of his audience on Twitter three days ago. And I said, you know, this is a great question and it elicited some great responses. So I cannot wait to hear what some of you have to say. If anybody says anything at all in the second half, you can also send your questions or your answers in through Super Chat. But Alper said, what sound, what's a sound that you heard when you were young that you no longer hear? What is a sound that you heard when you were young that you no longer hear? First person that responded was uh, Chicadas. The gigantic bug that flies through here around July and August. Also, frequencies at or above 17,400 hertz. I, I don't know what my range is as far as what I could hear, what frequencies I can hear, but I hear cicadas just fine. And I might be saying it wrong cicada, 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 potato, potato, tomato, tomato. So I want to know what you guys have to say. Here's more. Here's more, just so you have a couple of examples. Because some of this, I say, go gets into not just biological things. I cannot physically hear this thing anymore. But things that just are sounds from another time. For example, Luke A. Renner says, The popping, crackling audio of film print in the theater. This has a visual element too, dust and hair and debris. I remember movies looking better when the first when first released than when they had been out for weeks due to the print getting dirtier and dirtier over time. So that's true. Before films went to digital, I remember that. In fact, I've been in a I've been in a couple of at least two at least two theaters when the film got stuck and immediately You saw within a matter of three or four seconds because the the projector light was very hot, you know, especially after it's been running all day, multiple showings. So you got to keep that film going. It's only gelatin anyway. So it's moving by, and then it got stuck on something, and we saw it was a freeze frame of whatever it was. I think one time it got stuck on us when we went to go see um, A League of Their Own when it came out. I got to see that in the theater. I got to see Forrest Gump in the theater, too, but it wasn't that. It could have also been a airing of 101 Dalmatians or who knows. But there was two different ones where it got stuck. And by second number three, you could just see the entire thing melting and peeling away. And then they had to give everybody their money back. Because what are you going to do? So that was a lot of fun. But that popping and cracking of the audio, that's something you don't hear anymore. It's all digital. You don't get that. Um, things like that I want to hear from you guys. That'll be in the second half. And away we go. All right. Let's see. Now, in Atlanta, something happened that was at least five times the magnitude of what happened in January 6, 2021. This is, this is seriously what Democrats and some Republicans wish was happening at the Capitol in January of 21. Here's a short thread by Pedro Gonzalez on Twitter. Atlanta is suffering a wave of riots. A leftist shot a cop. Mayor Andre Dickens said people are facing domestic terrorism charges, and as it turns out, these protesters are connected to the Democrat Party's political apparatus. Here is what I found. Manuel Esteban Paez Tiran was killed by police after he shot a Georgia state trooper. He was part of a group protesting a planned public safety training center coined Cop City by critics in Atlanta Forest and Atlanta Forest. His death helped spark the riots that swept through Atlanta, but this wasn't the first flash of violence. Last year, these leftists hurled Molotov cocktails at officers and AT&T workers and attacked firefighters, but back to Tehran. Tehran was connected to a movement called Defend the Atlanta Forest in a tweet the group uh, uh, indicated. Tehran was fond of cop-killer Asata Shakur. The left-wing outlet Green Matters described defend the, uh, the Atlanta forest as decentralized with no official leadership, spokespeople, or organization status in order to retain anonymity and is made up of various individuals and groups. That sounds pretty grassroots. But the group's website shows that it's plugged into Democrat Party's broader organizational network. The network, the website states that you can assist them by donating to the Atlanta Solidarity Fund to support legal costs for arrested protesters and ongoing legal action. The Atlanta Solidarity Fund's donations page shows that it is hosted by Action Network, an online platform that left wing groups use to organize and fundraise. This must be incredibly frustrating for anybody inside, uh, anybody on the inside of this that understands that it is mostly like a schizophrenic Democrat left-wing auto-cannibalizing culture. And I think they understand that because obviously nothing like this is going on inside of quiet conservative neighborhoods and smaller cities and anything like that. Very, very rare do you have a city that, that goes that goes to uh, the right of center with their, their policies because there's so many people living there that uh, if everybody's going to survive, I guess they just feel like it's just... I mean, there's also other things there too. Public works, the decay. I mean, cities just naturally breed the kind of collectivized, we need it all pitch in or else we're going we're gonna to fall through a sinkhole kind of mentality. But this is a different type of sinkhole. And it's just crazy to see you have Atlanta, you've got these... You've got these these groups that are out there and, and, and fighting. you have all Democrats in office that are trying to, to to beat them back, but they're being beaten back and they're being funded by their own friends when you know depending on how many degrees of separation you go out. and what are they asking for and what is this all? About. It's just such a mess. It's so schizophrenic. It really is. The Action Network's big clients are the Democrat National Committee the AFL-CIO, and Black Lives Matter. It's a website uh, prominently displays the following advertisement, quote, after three months of using Action Network, the DNC shattered all sorts of fundraising records. Yeah, that and the war in Ukraine. In short, the fundraising apparatus and political network designed to keep the people engaged in domestic terrorism, as Dickens said, out of jail is connected to the Democrat Party and its proxies. As an aside, PBS has exclusively referred to Tehran by his nickname, uh, Tortuguita. It is in reporting, uh, he is introduced as a non-binary person who went by the name Tortuguita and used they, it pronouns. Cozy. Tortuguita, the wannabe cop killer. That is from Pedro Gonzalez. Not to be surprised at all, one of the people that was out there uh, that has been arrested during, uh, oh, this is a Boston Antifa event. When was this? The son of Democrat House Minority Whip Catherine Clark was reportedly arrested during an Antifa riot in Boston, Massachusetts after allegedly vandalizing personal property and charged with assaulting an officer while resisting arrest Saturday night. Everybody's getting in on it. There you go. now she should be um, she should be investigated because how do you have a insurrectionist in your own house? Where did that come from? What has mommy done to him? What is it? These crazy people? According to Boston Police Department, around 9 thirty pm officers responded to a protest at Parkman Bandstand Monument. Located in Boston Common. Upon arrival, officers observed an individual defacing the monument with spray paint. Tagging reads, no cop city and ACAB, which is all cops are bastards. Authorities stated the phrases are commonly utilized by anti-police Antifa activists, including the ones rioting in Atlanta in their autonomous zone. See, I love they always they always They And and there was explosives in in the Antifa thing in Atlanta explosives riders using uh, firing rounds at, at police officers boy boy I hope I hope that everybody gets insurrection charges there I really do but here's something else now we're going to check in on the Pelosis this is just something Nancy Pelosi had literal exorcism performed on house after her husband's attack now every priest I ever spoke to Every priest I've ever spoke to about exorcism said that it is so hard. So hard to get these approved. So hard to get these approved. I I wonder who she actually had come to the house. If it were priests or if it was just some other some other coven show up burning their sage and and all that stuff. I, I I don't know. I find this very hard to believe that the uh that that the, the 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 diocese out there in San Francisco approved an exorcist to go to Paul Pelosi's house just to continue to pretend like this was some kind of a unknowable unknowable uh situation like what happened what what, what could have precipitated this it's just it was all completely unknowable Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called in a priest to perform an exorcism at the San Francisco home where her husband, Paul Pelosi, was attacked. That's right. Called in a priest. Probably Marina Abramovic. Called in a priest to perform an exorcism um, by 42-year-old David DePape on November 4th, according to Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra, I think that weighed really heavy on her soul. I think she felt really guilty. I think that she really, that really broke her. Really? Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services, she told the New York Times. "Horse shit." While the official details surrounding the incident have changed several times, the last update came in a now retracted November report by veteran NBC News correspondent Miguel uh, Almaguer, who, I don't know, has anybody seen him since? According to Miguel, Paul Pelosi opened the door to their San Francisco home last month when police arrived. However, he did not try to escape or alert police to an emergency, and he instead walked to, to the police and back toward the alleged attacker, David DePape. After a knock and announced at the door, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. That's what Miguel from NBC said in a now-deleted November 4th video report. And he's gone. Not, like, disappeared, but still. Nancy Pelosi, meanwhile, told the Times that having her home turn into a crime scene was unimaginable. Was it unimaginable? He's a strong person, athletic. This has to be tough. It's going to be about three or four more months before he's really back to normal," she said of her husband while telling CNN. "I can. Can you imagine? I would have loved to have been the a fly on the wall for these so-called priests to have arrived, walking through the halls, saying prayers. They're probably they're instead of holy water, they're probably using KY jelly. They're probably th- flinging KY jelly all over the place." and then uh zero hedge asks right here at the end was the exorcist for the house or for paul a good question what do you guys think what do you think it's either none of that happened it's all just bullshit or they brought in a they brought in a you know a, a, a revolving door a coven coven after coven came in to do their thing i don't believe any of that shit no way shape or form all right so now here we come to the last part of our first half And in the second half you guys and gals can call in about any any of it whatever you got on your mind a little bit of a of a review for the weekend and then we'll also have our nostalgia end sounds that you just don't hear anymore that you heard back then you don't hear anymore here is scott adams now i'm going to just play this i'm going to play this it's about three minutes long we'll stop along the way And it got a lot of people talking over the weekend, and uh, we will talk about it, too. So here we go.
5: Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you that the people who, the anti-vaxxers appear to be right. Somebody who did not get vaccinated got a little Omicron, or maybe even a worse one, but recovered. Now you've got natural immunity, and you have no vaccination in you. Can we all agree that that was the winning path? The smartest, happiest people are the ones who didn't get the vaccination and are still alive. I want to make sure that I'm not leaving any wiggle room for myself. Have I? Have I said as clearly as possible they're the happy ones right now and have a reason to be completely?
0: Uh, You know, happy, I got to say, and much of... All there is to have to say about this whole situation has been said. You know, a lot of times when you have a seven o'clock show, you just got to wait. You, you're waiting. If something happens the day before, or something happens over the weekend. It, you know, seven o'clock on a Monday, you're just waiting and twiddling your thumbs, waiting for your chance to go out there and say what you got to say while well, everybody else has pretty much said it. So it's not like anything you're going to get from me is going to be groundbreaking, but at least we can have a conversation here. I am not happy. I don't know about you. I'm relieved for myself. I'm relieved for uh, a few close family members of mine who, who uh, listened to people like me and were, we were all sharing information and made decisions similar to each other. I am um, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very relieved for the people who were able to avoid this. But that's really where it stops. it's relief. there is no happy, there's no happiness, there's no glee. I am I'm nervous as hell. I'm nervous as hell for 90% of the people in my life. I'm nervous. I don't I don't want to see anything anything bad happen to them in the coming years uh, because many of them many of them have said never again I'm never touching that stuff again. And some of them is one and done, and sometimes one was all it took. One was all it took for them to be really, really messed up. But um, I also have people in my life who I know will continue to show up and be first in line whenever they put out the, uh, the new serum. And that's just the way it is. And none of this is happiness because we are only at the beginning of whatever the hell this was laying the groundwork for. As we were saying before with the Davos thing, there is something very eerie about the fact that not only do they continue to tell us that there's going to be cyber attacks coming. They've been saying that for a while, but that there is an endless daisy chain of new vaccines that are coming out they're taking old conventional vaccines like the flu and they're going to be mixing it with covid and it's all going to be uh it's all going to be mrna now they're going to be doing that and then there's more there's generation after generation of new shots that are coming out and along with it it's not enough for these shots to be you know proliferated for doctors offices and medical groups and hospitals to to take a look at them and and to start using them in one way shape or form it's not enough for whatever kind of uh, protocols we already have for tracking our medical information, but with these new shots comes new digital systems that everybody has to adopt as well. Why is that? Why is that? Why do we need new digital systems that um, that 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 make the uh, that make this this new era? more functional for them, for the people who are giving it out. I just don't understand that. You know? Just weird. Anyway, it's not happiness. It's not happiness. It's it's relief in a limited sense. But Scott Adams is not a very happy man. So I'm sure it took a lot, a lot of uh, strength to just go out there and, and, and push through this one because he's not a happy man at all. I've heard some some clips of recent episodes where he's just, like I said, he's not giving himself long to live. That's what he said. Anyway.
5: Having uh, having said as clearly as possible that the anti-vax people seem to be the winners. I want you to hear that clearly. The anti-vax people appear to be the winners.
0: Do you guys feel like you've won anything?
5: The anti-vaxxers clearly are the winners at this point, and I think it will probably stay that way. And and I don't want to put any shade on that whatsoever. They came out the best. They they have the winning position. The unvaccinated have a current advantage because they they feel better. The the thing they're not worrying about is what I have to worry about, which is, I wonder if that vaccination five years from now, because really the anti-vaxxers I think were really just distrustful of big companies and big government that's never wrong
0: no no it was now for for certain demographics i was hoping that and and maybe it maybe it's so but you remember when they were saying that black americans they were the least vaccinated demographic out there and i was applauding them and hoping that was because they understand what government has done to them in a very pointed way in past generations um but but all of us have come under these programs all of us and all over the world, both uh, human and animal alike. So yeah, it, it's good to really know the real history of of our history, of our, of our government's history, and also to really know the true nature of what government and centralized power is about and the results it yields every time without fail. That'll help you in breaking those ties that binds you to their decisions and, and 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 keep you at ease, and then following their their orders no matter what. Yes, distrust of government and their and their their mandates for people, especially when there is no authority that has been created for any of it. Okay, there's no authority anywhere, anywhere for it. I don't know how many times I said it in the middle of 2020. I know that Donald Trump went out of his, you know, warp speed aside, that's something completely different. I know that Donald Trump went out of his way, out of wanting to help and being able to pull us through. He went out of his way to marshal resources of private companies to be able to get out ventilators, to to make masks and all that other stuff. But you know what, that's, I, I said, even though it was done with benevolent intent, it's fascism, and it's completely outside the bounds of of the, the the office of the presidency. You're getting the federal government. You're marrying it to corporate interests, and you're doing all this stuff. And of course, people were some people were applauding him for his efforts. Other people were saying he was doing uh, he ha- wasn't doing enough. But technically, legally, he was not allowed to do any of the th- most of the things that he did. It was all really about what are your states, individual states, doing. Health and Human Services, it's illegal. It's all illegal. So when you realize that there's no legitimacy in over 90% of what we know to be the federal government, there's already that. It's just, okay, well, who are you? Are you an American? If you're an American, then you know, fuck you. Uh, that's, That's just not how this works. That's number one. But number two, if you were paying attention at all to what was coming out, by spring of 2020, I mean by summer of 2020, the CDC told us everything we needed to know about who was at risk of having severe complications with this, uh, this this flu, and not to minimize the flu because tens of thousands of people die from the flu every year, and it just happens to be the same people who were who were who would have been threatened by whatever the hell COVID is. It was 65 and above. At that, uh, probably around June or July of 2020, at that point, it was about two, two and a half comorbidities per person. That was the average we were seeing now. Now we are seeing, since we were even farther away from it, that most of the people who were getting really beat up by it and even killed were people above the age of 65 with an average of three to four chronic health conditions at the same time. So, I, I mean, that was all going on. We saw that they were assuming so many different uh, people as being COVID one thing or another. They were, they were just making blanket assumptions about infection rates. There's no way that the ticker for infections could be going up that high every day. There's just a, there's a delay. I think we were talking about that with Peter McCullough when he was on the show the first time. Dr. Peter McCullough said the delay of reporting for who's been infected by what, even when it was just flu and pneumonia, there is like a two-week delay. They had a ticker as if it was an odometer running nonstop on CNN. They, they pretty much had the death tolls in Times Square scaring the shit out of everybody, whoever was even out of the house at that point. So there is so much. There is so much out there. that's not even about whether you, you trusted the government or not. You just had to listen to what they were saying. That's what that's just what you have to say, what's going on here. And the one thing that they told us so early on, uh, you remember the, the WHO came out and said that it is extremely rare for anybody who is non-symptomatic to pass this along. It's extremely rare. So if you didn't have any symptoms you weren't going to get anybody sick. They had to retract it the next day because they realized that that screwed everything over. That made all of the mask mandate panic uh, broadcasts mean nothing because if you were not feeling sick, then you would just go out of the house, go to CVS, pick up your cat litter, and there wouldn't be any ornery old bitches there uh, looking at you with an exposed nostril calling you a jackass, like me, like happened to me because my nostril was exposed. and um and that was it the little things along the way because it was all about panic broadcast and obviously it worked on on scott adams it worked on scott adams because those things came out you had the flip flopping of anthony fauci saying that the masks aren't are bullshit it's a it's a uh, comfort blanket it's a security blanket it's not going to do anything for you um it's like a if you If you think about it, if you want an analogy, it's like trying to put up a chain link fence to keep mosquitoes out. Not nothing, nothing. Maybe it would it would prevent you from spitting a loogie in somebody's face. That's all. but the the chief among all of that was children. Children. They, when you talk about the demographics who are most in danger, of being messed up in some way of like really having a rough time the least of them with children Least of them So I mean th- that that was the thing right there we live in a time I mean the, the children were rarely symptomatic when they were sick the vast majority of cases They all pulled through without even any treatment without any treatment and that was always the case, but now now The CDC wanted to make sure that children as young as six months eventually got this stuff. And what do you know? We suddenly live in a time of rampant pediatric heart inflammation and sudden death. Sudden death in not only pediatric cases, but in all demographics that originally had no reason to fear COVID-19 in the first place. I just read enough. It's every day. There's no need, there's really no point in even collecting these testimonies of just random tragic death happening all around us anymore because it's not like you're going to miss anything. There's going to be five more people reported on the next day, and those five mean that there was 38 more per person that probably nobody even talked about. I read the story about the 35-year-old gym teacher that dropped dead in front of the entire his entire class. 35 years old, nothing prior to that. And, and that's what's going on here, Scott. That's what it was. There was no reason to rush out and need this kind of response for what we already knew about the virus come late spring of 2020. There was no reason. None. None. In fact, the only people who had the most to be worried about, they were in very safe places already. At least you would think they were safe. That was uh, nursing homes. But what we do... What would some of our what would some of our great great governors do over here? What do some of our great governors and, and health experts do over here? They pretty much sentence all the people who are most likely to get messed up by this virus to death. They sentence them all to death and doctors like McCullough and Mikowitz and Malone and Zelenko, there's a whole organization of frontline doctors, they were all censored, all ostracized, and they were, to- I mean, the doctors, the nurses who were vlogging since the spring of 2020 about what they saw with the protocols inside of the hospitals being the real culprit of why people were just flatlining. And then everybody that they came back for all those Ron Johnson hear- hearings and uh, giving testimony there. Between that and an understanding of what the media is. Yeah. I mean that that, that should have been really easy. It's really just a matter of how much you were you were willing to Well I don't even know. Willing to what? What was Scott Adams even deal what were people like Scott Adams doing? I guess they were just trusting their doctor? But why not why not trust the statistics? I don't know. It it was all there for you. And now they're not stopping. It, it, they, they continue on. They continue on. Where the hell is it? This is a little bit more today from the CDC. The New York Times reported this. Oh, the FDA. The FDA proposed that most Americans be offered a single dose of COVID vaccine each fall. As much as they are given the flu shots. Well, don't worry because they're going to combine the two soon. And most people who, who most people don't even ask about what's in anything. They just op- they just offer their arm up and the doctor that they trust, they, they take care of it. But Scott Adams is, uh, it takes some courage to do what he did, but he also does not get it. It's not a win. We aren't at the finish line. And I wonder how he's going to respond the next time. Because there is going to be a next time. There is going to be a next time, no doubt about it. So what side of the fence is he going to be on there? Is he is he now on, on on stable firm footing or what? All that and more in the second half, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you are ready to call in because it's Monday and I uh, I want to see what's going through your minds. So don't go anywhere, we'll be right back.
5: Ready?
1: i
2: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly.
4: Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly. Quite
2: frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite
3: frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly? Quite frankly. Quite frankly. We all support quite frankly. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Not quite quite frankly in Roma Italia I
4: really like you, you're very smart
3: so everybody watch quite frankly
4: with Frank
1: quite frankly
2: how dare you
0: So, so we've got plenty to do this this week. Plenty to do this week, and I, I when I woke up today, I didn't know what I wanted to talk about tonight. There's a lot going going through my head. Strange dreams. Strange. Um. We got to do more dream nights. I've got that that recurring dream or reoccurring dream both repository on quite frankly.tv on on the forum i have to look through that again anybody that has strange dreams you think that it's just weird or funny or prophetic in any way please make sure that you keep going back to that that dream repository on quite frankly.tv the forum over there because that is an open forum for all time that we'll keep jumping in on there's many pages of dreams already in there especially if it comes keeps coming back to you i had a very familiar feeling dream last night um very familiar feeling one i remember years ago it was the first time that i dreamt of my grandfather after he had died he died in 2003 in in january 2003 actually i am this were about it, right around the time um In January 2003, and it was a couple years later, and I was—I forgot what the hell it was—but he had, he had called me, in the dream, and all he had said was, "Get it together, kid. Don't buy everything that people are going to try to sell you." That's all he said. It was his voice; it was clear as day, and um, and it was over a phone. It was over a phone, which was which was a little creepy to me because um, Before my grandmother died his wife in 1997 in January of 1997 I got a call in a dream From my grandfather on on the roll their old phone too. you know the phone that you, you hold you hold one receiver up to your ear And you're talking into the little daffodil well, um, I, I had the call come in from there, and uh, it was my my grandfather. My grandmother was already in the hospital. She was, you know, she had gone into a, a coma, I believe, and it was it was the end. And he had told me in a dream, uh, "Hey, kid, come come, you better come come see your grandmother." So I went I went to go see her, and she, you know, she was she died shortly afterwards. And it, actually, I got a I got a phone call from my grandfather the night that my grandmother died. I was in my bedroom. My mother was at the hospital with them, and our light went out. Our light in our bedroom just sp- popped right out. And then the phone call came in, and it was my mother, and she, she said that Grandma had died. And then Grandpa got on the phone, and he said, "You lost your grandmother, kid." And, and I, I told him I'm sorry. I didn't know what to say, but then I—I I, but it, it left me. I remember waking up about the whole about the the dream with don't buy everything they're going to try to sell you. I remember being so, um, so sad. There was something about it. There was nothing, uh, I don't, I don't know what it was. It was a different kind of feeling. You know, when you wake up startled from a dream or you wake up, you know, just feeling messed up in some kind of a way. And it's just like, you're looking over your shoulder or whatever. You're Like where the hell that one come from. This one was just sad. And I had a little bit of a, I had a feeling like that last night too. Probably because of all the damn news and stuff and this one had to do with Aurora Because we were driving to different places. I know this is taking me all off, but whatever we were driving to different places in this dream and On the highway there was aggressive people in in trucks and they're you know, they're trying to Get behind us get in front of us get away from us and whatever and they're all just aggressive and nasty and everything sucked and then we get out of the car, we're finally where we need to be, and we're inside, and I'm just watching over her, and we're we're doing our thing. And all I just feel like there was a general sense of aggression all around us. But when I would look over to her in the passenger seat, she was actually sitting in the passenger seat with me. She had her seatbelt on, but she was as big as she is now. She's two years old. And she's sitting in the passenger seat and she is just humming to herself and smiling and and just babbling and having a good time oblivious of all of this aggressive behavior going on around her and in the dream what no matter how the setting changed whether we were on the road or we were off the road we were at one place or another and i'm just you know situational awareness and and watching what's going on and but at the same time trying to balance out the need to make sure that she has a good time and that she can stay in that at least for now bubble of blissful ignorance that every child deserves to be in and I don't know I think I think waking up from that was just such a I I felt I felt a a great honor of, of that actually being my job as it is, all of you out there, whoever has uh, is, you know, fathers, uh, mothers, mentors, anybody who's helped raising a child—that is your job. But at the same time, just that that looming reality of what kind of a world they are going to have to really get intimately—they they have to get to know intimately, you know. And again, how to balance out and keep that spark. That wonderful, uh, that awe, that, that awestruck spark of, of, of wanting to go out and, and, and learn new things and see great things and, uh, and, and how to protect yourself from all this aggression and increasingly more unstable behavior from people around us. So it was a sense of sadness there. Obviously, there's the duty. There is, there's the company of each other the companionship but then there is just that reality that there's we got a lot of got a lot of dark roads to to walk and that's a reminder every time you look into the news which is why i like doing nostalgia shows a little bit more and stay away from other things for at least two i don't want to go get drunk off of it because it's a bad high sometimes well we'll get more of your thoughts on that Maybe that'll crack some things up. I'll definitely get some emails about that, no doubt. All right, over quite frankly, superchat.com. Let's see what people are saying. Bats, Bats says, what up, Frank? I could remember hearing the oil truck filling up a tank to the house next door. It was like a whistle. Well, the oil truck. I remember the oil man. Uh, showing up. Not that there's not oil men anymore. It's just that we switched to gas years ago. Genuine Patriot. I'm wearing Genuine Patriot tonight. Genuine Patriot clothing. Says, hey, Frank, I want to give all the franklies out there first dibs on 50% off with coupon code Frankly. Oh, damn. Having to make some changes, so we are blowing out our inventory. Life happens, and I'm moving in another direction. Anyway, thanks for all you do. Peace. There is, yo, know, well genuine patriot apparel They have sent me quite a few pieces over the the years and they're all very comfortable I love the the uh, the feeling of them all So that's promo code uh, frankly and you get 50% off Great stuff in in their inventory so Hell hello kitty says wtf is my governor georgia governor brian kemp doing in davos What do you think he's doing? It's the he's he's going. That's Congress. That's the State of the Union. This is just the this is the off Broadway play over here in the United States. What do you think Brian Kemp and, and uh, Christopher Ray and all of them are doing out there? That's the real State of the Union. Kitty says again, Hi Frank, I heard the reason why so many Western countries are putting so many resources into Ukraine is because it will become the central hub for all future financial transactions. Glean from that what you can. Well, I... We'll see about that. I don't even I don't know what to take from that. Debbie Balmerito. Thank you, Debbie. That was yesterday. I love those off-air gifts. So... Good stuff over on rumble. We got a rant in and it's from Cat sky D it says I'm sure your grandfather was warning you of what was to come and subconsciously you understood now You're uh, now you are a totally based successful talk show host that talks about all the crap being pushed on us well We definitely talk about that stuff definitely talk about that stuff and it was a and it's a general message it was a general message, but it hit hard. That that I remember that dream hitting very hard when I woke up years and years ago. Especially since it was the first time I had uh, my grandfather in a dream, and it was so clear. It was a very authentic feeling. Witchy says happy Monday everyone. Robert Sarn says, do you think Kamala's anchor baby status will come into play? What for the the switcheroo? Uh, I don't know why I that that would be maybe Perhaps at this point who cares? That's what I say. I say just bring on the next act See Blanche. Thank you Maggie May. Thank you. Witchy Poo says again Let's try and get the pill count up to 10k tonight. Oh boy You guys over there on Foxhole are really good to me I really appreciate it all and that and remember those donations go right into the coffers of the network that that helps with our production base in a big way um, Switch Rod says good news bad news for Nancy good news it worked all the demons removed bad news the Pelosi's can never go home <laughs> if you exorc- that's true if you exercise the house of all unclean spirits then does isn't that pretty much like an eviction that's an eviction for the Pelosi family and after wasn't it the the San Francisco uh diocese that was just like you can't didn't they denounce Nancy Pelosi and say she cannot receive communion in in San Francisco because of her abortion but they sent an exorcist over there for her I'm um, they they probably I I wonder what the truth about the matter is River Pike, thank you for all the cookies and then zoso dude says missing a combo sound smell from my youth riding my bike to uh singac Singac? new jersey i don't know what that is s i n g a c we'd marvel at the day uh at the dry cleaners really what is singac is that how you say it zoso combo sound and smell riding the bike and marveling at the dry cleaners thank you captain flint joey shotgun says quick thanks to frank and the franklies means a lot to know i'm not the only one seeing the world this way and then cjm 61 i'm glad you're all feeling that way i'm glad you're all feeling that way let's take a call let's take some calls now 914-595-6953 See how you're all feeling, 914-595-6953. So just to get this thing moving along a little bit, like I said, you can call in on anything that we've spoken about tonight so far, but what sound you have you used to hear when you were young that you no longer hear now? One guy said silence as I stand up from the couch. I guess that means like popping and cracking of knees and hips. Um, scratch, crackle, and pop of vinyl records before the song begins, says Mark Potash. Steve Ashburner says the click of the middle, the click in the middle of a song as the eight-track stereo switches channels. Also, the bells of the knife sharpener man with his sidewalk cart, the bells of the good humor truck, and the grinding sound as the mosquito fogging truck drove down our streets. I have never seen a mosquito fogging truck ever. That's something. Hey, Art from New York, how you doing, Art? Aren't you there? Hey, Art. Hey. How you doing?
6: How are you, uh, man? I am really sorry for the last time when I called you and they hang up on you, man. I'm really sorry. Why? uh that's my problem that's why i'm calling today
0: <laughs> oh okay well uh, uh, you, you never have anything to be sorry about art so I, i'm sorry you've been holding that holding on to whatever you've been holding on to
6: yes uh so i'm going to be clear i i, I am i'm calling today to to share my experience like i told you earlier i had a bad accident 20 years ago and i um i had uh what do you call it uh, i had trauma and uh, whomever had that experience would know what uh, what the heck i'm talking about in other words like when um, when you have a heart trauma you lose uh, the skill of um of dealing with pain no matter what uh, my accident was so bad means like i uh, i got hurt really bad but uh, a part of the physical harm i lost uh, the deal with pain that's in the brain, that's scripted in the, in the brain. And when, when you have brain damage or brain trauma, you lose that skill. In other words, I was lost for many years of therapy, medication on all that stuff. And uh, in the early part of the show you were talking about music therapy. And uh, tonight I'm going to share my experience, dealing with two different um, therapists, that I went through. And uh, one of them is, uh, it was like uh, experimental when I shared it with my therapist. And uh, I was in pain, like hell, like nobody will help me out. Uh, medication no medication doesn't matter. And uh, so the therapist told me, just look inside these goggles. And it was like a, it was like a metal thing. And all you have to do is just put your eyes inside and open your eyes and look into it. And before he did that, the therapist would always ask me, what is the level of your pain? And I was telling him, it's 10 10 on 10. So here I am putting my eyes inside bad goggles, and the pain disappeared. And I will always remember that for the rest of my life. But wait, Art, I, Art
0: what, what was what was inside of it? When, when you peered into the goggles, what were you seeing? That that and 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 you said the pain disappeared. So what were you seeing that was inside the goggles? Flashing lights. Flashing lights.
6: Yes, and um, I, I I saw that doctor for ten years, and I am sure that uh, from that goggle therapy was involved into what do you call it, uh, uh, the, the craft of, uh, um, how do you call that, uh, uh, um, brain improvement.
4: Mm-hmm. Because,
6: like I said earlier, when you, had, when you have had trauma, you lose that gift, like, uh, because that gift is built up with your growth.
0: So so just so, by just by viewing those flashing lights, you uh your your doctors assume that you were able to uh make some neurological reconnections and, and and from there, how has your 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 pain been? It's still been chronic or has it is it all gone or is this how you treat yourself from time to time?
6: No, ask me how did I react. I push my chest back far far from from that machine and they said, what the heck are you doing to me, man? This is like a sorcery or something like that. Just to, to make you understand all of the, the listeners of my experience. I was in a bad shape. And like how the heck this light will take my pain away? It took my pain away at that moment. But, um,
0: but you rejected it, you didn't like it.
6: Oh, I was scared. Mm. I was scared, I was like a kid. Well, like I was a, like a kid at that time, I was crying all the time, laughing all the time for no reason or whatever reason, not being able to sleep, and I'm still struggling with sleep, and I'm still struggling with pain. But um, I did follow up with that treatment, and that treatment improved my cognitive um, to a better level to reach my back uh, history of cognitive uh, dealing with pain it didn't doesn't mean that it took all my pain away because my uh, my pain is not born out of only the dealing with pain but no. it's a physical trauma and physical destruction too but uh we'll pass to the second one the second Wha- one um That I took medication for many years and uh, came a day, I decided to quit because I know that like if I keep taking medication, the medication with time will have no result of whatsoever. And uh, I started taking the medication without telling the doctor and I almost died two times. Wow. When you take.
0: You know, you know, Art, uh, the 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 flashing light thing. I, I'd love for you to send me a little bit more. I'm going to go research about that. As far as the pills go, that that reminds me. We've had this conversation a couple times on the show, and something else was just print, printed today that I I was thinking about bringing up, but maybe I'll save for some of the time. I would love for you to send me a little bit more about the kind of mm. the flashing lights, and I I would like to look into that a little bit more. I got to take a couple mm. more calls, but thank you for sharing that that part of your your life with us because. It's it's very interesting, and I want to I want to know more about these kind of sound and light therapies that have been used because I know a lot of them have been tried, and some have worked, and some haven't, and maybe some mm-hmm. have been you know done in secret for one reason or another. So this was very interesting. Thank you, Art.
6: You're welcome. Uh, and I will send you the, for the second uh, the second thing is it's uh, electromagnetic uh, field too, and it helps a lot. Okay. And, and I I'm proud of your reaction for Scott Adams man. was he was a freaking deep interaction man you are good man you're good
0: well i th- i keep,
6: keep thinking deep man
0: thank you <laughs> thank art. you so
6: much man take Enjoy care the rest of the show
0: there Bye. you go there's art from art from new york yeah there's well there's a lot to unpack there um we we did this before when we heard that a lot of the f- like fish any kind of fish that were being affected by sewage runoff from urban areas, especially ones where people are flushing a lot of drugs and there is a high number of, uh, there's the high level of, you know, I, I don't know, like Prozac. I mean, Prozac, That most of it is fluoride, right? Or a good a good portion of what's going on in Prozac is fluoride. And that's why many people are saying that Things like this, this came out just today I saw, from the sun, fun sponge, antidepressants can cause emotional blunting, taking the joy out of life. Now, we've had, that was a really great conversation when we had that one. People calling in talking about how the the drugs were, were necessary to be able to get through a certain phase, being able to get off of them for re-regulating or anything like that some people said no across the board it was nothing but a bad thing I think that was also the the show that we were talking about uh electro electric shock therapy and the uh, misconceptions I think we brought up Hemingway because he was doing electric shock therapy before he killed himself so um we got to get into that but this flashing the flashing light goggles to reduce the pain and for the pain for art art's pain to go away that's something else. That's something else. Let's we'll take a call, Linny. What's going on, Lin? Hello. Hello. Hello? Yes. Hello. Are, are you on speakerphone, Lin? Yes, I'll
7: take it off right now. Okay. I'm not on speakerphone now.
0: Yes, you sound good now. Okay, go ahead.
7: Okay. Am I talking to Frank?
0: Oh yes, yes you are. Cool.
7: So it doesn't sound like mine. Okay, I know that there's a topic that I'm supposed to be speaking about, and that's about sounds that I don't hear anymore.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Well, you can. And get, then I want to. Yeah, I, you can give me a. And then I want to make a comment. Whatever And you then like. I want to make
7: a comment about. Okay, so the sound is, an LP record, where you have to balance, hold your breath, and hope that you can put the needle right down in the, groove of the record without scratching it, and listening to it as it rolls over the last scratch that you put on the record,
4: Mm. and
7: while it jumps over the hole that the seed, the hot seed that landed on the record, that it bumps past that. That's when it fell out of the joint or fell out of the pipe onto the LP and burnt a hole.
0: I have very (laughs) limited. limited very limited experience with with vinyls uh, vinyl records as as a child but I we did get a few of them to play and it was it was an interesting experience for me and my brother because we, we just taught ourselves we try to put two and two together uh, and but uh, but yeah you're right I always wondered man you really gotta know you really got to know right about where you want to be able yeah. to if, if you wanted to hear a specific song you've got to really know well, that that, that disc well.
7: Yeah, I almost guided it by where wherever the seed fell out <laughs> or wherever the scratch was that I had to put it back down on the record. But there's a lot of sounds probably that I don't remember because I don't remember them. I can't say what it is that I don't hear anymore, but there's a lot of them. But anyway, that's the one I can think of. But I wanted to say your whole, um, what you were saying about the gentleman, I guess Scott, is that the guy that we were talking about?
0: Yeah, Scott Adams.
7: I don't. yeah, I didn't know anything about what he had gone through or what he was talking about until I was listening to you talking about this today. And um, he's pretty, he's pretty torn up. But um, I got to say, we're all suffering through PTSD. We all are suffering through some kind of PTSD from just regular life that we've gone through. But now all of us since probably 2018, 19 or whatever, when this whole thing started, now we are all in some way suffering from PTSD. The whole thing is the governmental, uh, medical, scientific, whatever you want, however many other groups you want to put in that, fraud, it's all fraud. Um, Here's the thing about me. I'm a chiropractor's daughter. I'm a research addict. I've always researched everything that I can, and I'm interested in researching stuff that's medical and nutritional. I have not had one vaccine immunization inoculation in my entire life, and I have... Uh, backup of why I wouldn't have wanted to do that. But started from the fact that I was a chiropractor's daughter. and We don't believe in, in unnecessary testing, uh, um, surgeries, or chemicals, or prescriptions, or immunizations. But my sister is also a chiropractor's daughter. My sister has had every vaccine you can think of, which breaks my heart. And other members of my family are in situations where they believe they had to have the vaccine, so they took it. So in other words, what they took was the kill shot. So this is where I have to step back and say, other, before like about 2016, I was apolitical. Didn't trust anything that had to do with the medical profession. Uh, was getting weary of the religious everything. But I never voted in my life until Donald Trump. And then I voted, and then I re-voted. And now everything that's gone on with the vote, now I know why I wasn't voting in the first place, because it really was just big game, fraud. I'm sure what's supposed to happen will come out because God's in control of all of this. Love has already won. I'm sure what's supposed to happen in the right direction will happen. Here's what the thing about that comment about, are you happy because you didn't? No, hell no, I'm not. I'm at peace for the fact, for only myself, I had to get past the fact that there's people that I love and that I know are intelligent enough to listen to what I'm saying will go ahead against what I'm telling them, against what they know is the truth, and they'll take the backs anyway or they've already done it and they'll be angry with me for sharing the truth with them. And then it, so they won't even let it be my truth or a truth or the truth. They just, they just won't hear it. So m- my situation is I've got this t-shirt that says on the front of it, I told you so. And then it has a happy face. I bought that as a, a promotion for some one truthers um, and I don't remember who it was. I bought it. Um, I bought it as a part of his promotion for his, his, um, podcast. However, I realize now that after this truth starts to unwind and everybody realizes how horribly they've been lied to, deceived all this time, especially about those vaccines and about that, the medical thing. When that all comes out, I can't still have that attitude. I told you so. You. I have to be past that. I have to be spiritually mature enough to say, I was trying to tell you.
0: Oh, That's yes. all I can say now. You know, you know Lynn, it's, it's, a great, it's a great call. Um, especially from the standpoint of where I don't think that we're ever going to be actually able to be allowed to get to that I told you so phase. Because, no. um, yeah, there, there's a lot of initial fallout. There's a lot of initial um, – uh, uh, this initial impact and this uh, the, cold, the cold water to the face is making people wonder what the hell really just happened. And as PTSD, uh, shock, whatever you want, I think that – it's more so like a car accident i feel like we got into a car accident trauma and and we're just walking along the side we're walking dazed along the side of the highway and we're just like what 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 the hell's going on it it, there's still a lot of that there and i and and first of all thank you for the call Lynn, for all all of your support and now this call it's been wonderful and thank you for this
3: you're welcome
0: yeah great lenny kinney everybody um I gotta unpack that a little bit more because she said so many great things the there being a time there being a time to say I, I told you so I don't think i mean I, I you can take your personal liberties uh you can take your personal liberties and say yeah i I told you so here there you could just pick your moments but as far as as I said in the past I've always describe this Scooby-Doo moment, and it was prior to COVID, when we started realizing what the whole Russia-Trump scam was all about, and I said, you know, we, we all have to be able to really level with ourselves as far as what we're going to get out of this, where it's going to go, doesn't matter how many times we have put all the pieces together, we have seen all the lines, from everything, from the tarmac meeting uh, the tarmac meeting with Loretta Lynch, all the movement in the FBI, James Comey, uh, Hillary Clinton. I mean, everything that lines up, it's just, per- you know exactly what happened. Now with the Twitter files, you know exactly how they were also working behind the scenes to make sure that they were managing this, this really shitty facade uh, in a little more public sense through social media. And since we know Twitter, we can extrapolate that out to Google at large and their search, engine op- their search engine manipulation, and Facebook, and wherever the hell else. So we know, we know the whole damn thing. But, and that's why we do the work. It's good to know that we're not crazy. But as I said, don't expect to think that you were going to have this Scooby-Doo moment where it's like we get to pull the mask off, and everybody says, Ah, you did it. And, you know, whoever the enemy du jour is, Adam Schiff, when he sticks his bloated face into one matter or another, Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, a Chuck Schumer type, a Klaus Schwab, whatever the hell it is. We're never going to get the moment where the hood comes off a Klaus Schwab's head and we have him and he goes, you bastards, we almost got away with it. If it weren't for you, we're not going to get that moment. We're not going to get that moment. So the whole I told you so thing, it might be like one of those pink elephants that you keep chasing for whatever. You you just have to know inside what's going on. You're not nuts. And this is the path that we're on. And it just has to be, I don't know, we, we have to just recalibrate our our expectations. What are they? What should those expectations be? It's my belief that, as I said before, Scott Adams is 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 saying, is admitting the hard truths, things that he probably never win. I mean, you say you say Scott Adams wants to win, wanted to win this one out. What what would winning have been like for Scott Adams and people like him? If he won, what would that mean? That. That those who took a drug, an experimental drug were in somehow better position than those who who through the, the miracle of their bodies and their immune their their innate immune system, were able to go and, and, and fight a, a drug or, or fight a uh, a virus or what. It's like it was so ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to even bet on to begin with. Especially if you know anything about conventional flu shots and all that stuff. It's just, it was such a ridiculous gambit for something with such little risk. And we knew all about that soon. So you say, saying, I told you so. It's like COVID, as we always said, was going to, was an like a national and international IQ, acuity, and also compliance. You get your IQ test. And you get your compliance. Can you you put it two and two together? Are you able to actually uh, pull yourself apart, pull yourself away from the game that's being played before you and not allow all the white coats and all those who are coming along with their authority to tell you exactly what to do to pull you away from something that you actually see as clear clear as day? Are you going to let somebody with a white coat tell you that what's in front of you is not in front of you? And And that was a test. And the COVID thing is only one part of it. If you pay attention to Davos, which I guess, oh, it's just a bunch of, bunch of rich windbags out there. It, it, it reminds you of how complex the whole thing is. To say that there's going to be a point where we all said, I told you so, when the FDA is telling everybody still to this day that you should get at least one dose, one dose. I mean, they are even telling you that you can go and mix and match shit. Like you can have a... a, a a cocktail of mRNA, you can mix and match d- d- shots. You remember all that crazy shit? You ever heard anything like that before? Um, the, the COVID thing was only one test. We're not going to, there's not going to be any time to stop and to reassess and to correct what had been done and to hold those accountable for the scam of the past because there's already three more Phases of this operation, if not more, already lined up so we can seamlessly go right into it. I mean, Trump and Russia, for example, how many times are we going through that timeline? Russia flowed right into Ukraine and impeachment. Impeachment flowed right into COVID, into lockdowns, into uh, uh, mail in ballots, into January 6th, into blah, 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 blah. It, It just never stopped. So where do you find a time to sit down and say, I told you so. You're gonna be dealing with something else. On top of the fact that it is not something you wanna be able to tell someone. It's not something that you would take pleasure in doing. You know, if somebody you love made a mistake and they're paying for it in some way, you gotta be there to support them. There's no time for, well, don't you have something to say to me? There's no time for that shit they're trying to they're trying to start a nuclear war right now. So, it's a it's something, man. It really is. Let's take one more call and we'll go to break. Uh 785, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, this is Michelle. Hey Michelle, what's going on?
4: All right, I'm just uh checking that watching quite frankly and okay was wanting to call in and talk about Scott Adams
0: okay go right ahead oh Mi- okay this well Michelle you're, you're on <laughs> Michelle I don't ha- oh. Michelle you're on with Frank right now it's me <laughs> you
4: have, you have, okay so um yeah I used to watch Scott, Scott Adams all the time um, I found him intellectually stimulating and some of the viewpoints were interesting Until he lost his um, perspective, I guess is the best way to say it, um, on the vaccine and all the news that was coming out. And like you said, it didn't take long for somebody paying attention to all the news to understand that, hmm, something ain't right. So... His perspective now is even um, a little sad. Yeah. Because because um, there is no winning here. Everyone's been touched by this, whether you were vaccinated or not.
0: Well, and, uh, well, I th- and, and, and and Michelle, the thing the thing for me, I always have to to, to put out there is, I well we, we, you know I know at first and and i I'm have to go on a break so I, I thank you so much for the quick call um for a for someone like scott Adams at the beginning I remember him saying that, and, and i and I followed him a little bit uh especially between like 2017 2018 around there I actually I actually started paying attention to him a little bit more when Donald Trump was out there going back and forth tweeting back and forth with uh Kim Jong Il Un and we had that little Rocket Man exchange and I, I thought his thoughts and breaking all that stuff down was great. Once we start getting into this shit, I tuned a lot of people out because I, I remember him saying that if you're right, you're right by accident. That was that was something that, that was starting to become a theme for Scott Adams and people like him along the way. That, uh, you know, you you probably just don't like the the government, you you have no trust in one institution or another, and that is what you were making your decision on. And then you just happened to be right. Well, no, um, that's not that's not the case. That's not the case. Uh, everything was out there. This and and if if everything wasn't out there, why would you go and you, especially when it comes to your body. When it comes to your body, why would you take a chance? That's what I don't get. You happen to be right. That means that there was an element of luck? So you yourself admit that there was some element of luck to who was going to be right and wrong about the necessity, the safety, and the efficacy of the shots. There was a, there was an, ele- an an inherent element of luck to all of this stuff. If that were the case, why would you err on the side of putting this thing into you then. <laughs> Why? What the hell was the gamble about? What did you stand to gain? I, I don't understand that. Yeah, Yo, well, you, you were right by accident. No, 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 no. When it, the, the main thing, as I said early on in this, when they were just talking about the fact that there was a shot being developed, I said, I don't care if this is pure saline I don't care if this if this is a vitamin B shot. I don't care if they actually have technology that they have developed somewhere in a laboratory that not only protects you from COVID, but enhances your health in ways that you had never thought possible before and there are no side effects. The fact that coercion is involved is a non-starter. They... they recruited our families and our friends against us they turned us all against each other they recruited the private sector the public sector the military they they turned everybody's arms and they tried to make us all scream uncle i don't care what the hell was in that vial if it's being sold through coercion you can shove it up your ass that's the only thing you need to know it's non it's not scientific at all Really, I don't care about what you think the, the the chances of of us being right or wrong about the efficacy of the actual thing is. We're talking about the we're talking about the ability to have autonomy over your body. But we had the 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 assholes like Arnold Schwarzenegger out there, people you grew up just you know idolizing, that are just like screw your liberties, like oh you've, you 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 mongrel you dumb fuck man whatever the hell you are god god we got that shit from people so it was that's really what i'm talking about You happened to be right no there's there's nothing there's no gamble here worthy of taking and uh and you didn't need to gamble they threw it all out on the table right from the get-go all right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is uh, this is getting good. It really is.
1: Good morning, America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer, Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you.
4: You're cool. So if I love QFTV. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say, what's QFTV? Missy gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on quitefrankly.tv, <laughs> 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 powered by Foxhole. Let's get back to that gabagool. Oh,
0: it's from a slice of gabagool The gabagool. forward half salami gabagool. Taking the Gababool and shit out of the fridge.
4: Tony Gababool, Grandma, it's nothing but
1: fat and nitrate.
0: Hey, what's going on, John Otter? Hey, young man, you're in fine form tonight. Oh, really? I'm I'm glad you think so. It's great to hear from you.
2: Uh, By golly, uh, before I get to my uh, comments, I want to uh, say that Matt's a cat, King has ugly shoes, and Ant is a sexy MF. Um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, so what I uh, – the people on Discord know that I've been on a, uh, a trek to commit acts of social outside of electronics and such. Mm. And I realized today that I have not uh, offered my same expertise to the, uh, to the callers of the show. And so I've put together a list, a short list – Of things to remember when calling into Frank and uh, there's a couple of edits that I'll add as I go but it's a very short list do you want to hear it
0: please yeah I want to hear this
2: okay the 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 first edit is uh, start with an endearing compliment and that's that's gonna be zero that's not number one Um, number two is uh, tell the screener you want to talk to Frank.
0: Please, yes. Tell the screener, always tell the screener when you call in that you want to talk to Frank.
2: Okay, and number two is leave the show on in the background. <laughs> always leave the show on in the background. Number three is use the speakerphone. All, for, you know, everybody for to echo in the feedback.
0: Yes, for clarity, always use speakerphone
2: absolutely number four is get extremely drunk beforehand you know um we all love tangents and we want to we want a a riff of your uh your drunken odyssey and that that has to happen so always get drunk beforehand uh number five greet him with gay mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Number six, avoid commenting about the current topic. Nobody likes it when you stay on topic. Nobody. It, it's just stupid. Tangents are important. Number seven, save your piss until he answers and then drain during the call. You gotta have that gurgle in the background yes. while you're talking to Frank. That gurgle is ambiance.
0: It needs to be a and Number it, eight, it, it needs to be a frothy, a frothy piss too. I can tell when the piss is heavy
2: absolutely a good vitamin B piss yes absolutely number eight tell Frank that he should interact more with the chats because you know um, you know you just spend too much time uh, collating your thoughts Frank that it's obvious that you're you're just so involved with being articulate
0: it's curse
2: Um, Number nine, include suggestions on Frank, how Frank could improve his show. And the second caveat that I mentioned earlier is that you should always, always criticize Frank on his pronunciations.
0: Yes. Always. Oh, oh uh, if, I can, if I can add something there, I would like for you to, to make sure that, uh, a, I don't know, it has to be somewhere in the top 20, that uh, people need to criticize the way I dress and suggest how I should dress. I always find that exceptionally not creepy when when people are like, oh, wear your hat," or oh, "Stop dressing like you're 12, or "You know, wear, wear things I like." Oh, that's yeah. Especially when guys tell you, well, "Why don't you dress more like?" Shut the fuck up. Dress? You, what, are you dressing me?
2: Perfect segue to number ten. Go ahead. Ask about his Illuminati tattoos. Always oh. ask about them and who his true allegiance is.
0: I just had that happen number to me. 11, again on Saturday.
2: Make fun of his opossum revulsion. Always do that. Always. You know, it, there's there's nothing that brings such joy as making Frank feel bad about ugly marsupials. All right. Well, number twelve, suggest that he doesn't cuss so much number 13, close with a very sensual, I love you.
0: Oh, oh! I remember that one. I love you. Oh, my. Well, John, if there's anything I can say, nobody can take away from you that you've watched the show for a long time because these are so spot on. It is incredible. I Nobody could have done a better job, I think. Be well my brother. Thank you. I love that call. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, no, I uh, again, I, it was on Saturday or Sunday somebody who I guess who hasn't been watching the show for long said, "I just noticed that you have the all-seeing eye on your left arm. Please tell me that this is a mistake." Yeah, I I accidentally put it on my arm. It was it the crazy thing was I went to sleep one night and I woke up the next morning and it was just there. Ladies and gentlemen, I am, this was my membership. They told me I had to put it on in order. It was just a triangle. It was just a triangle, open space. I don't know. I don't know. They did not, I didn't get any perks for having this on my arm. But uh, yeah, it's, it's caused me a lot more questions than anything else. And it's been the, it's been the, the, the subject of one of the biggest, quite frankly, conspiracies out there with the with uh, BCP every time that I I clasp my hands together it's some uh, a cult symbol or whatever that's going on and oh boy this tattoo is gonna cause me a lot of problems I can tell but it's all whatever whatever it's okay no doubt let's take some more calls boy that was a great what, was, what did he get to 13 or did he go to 15 that was fantastic good for John Um, Cody says, this whole thing with Scott Adams and the rest is really playing out like spars documents that Charlie Robinson covered in 2020. The media and social media is now allowing the dangers of the vaccine to go mainstream. Pretty crazy. You know, to to a degree, yes, Cody. But to another degree, there was always going to be a point where we cross that threshold where there is no way that you can get this, you can suppress this. I, I mean, I, obviously, we will never know what happened with the Damar Hamlin thing. Obviously, we'll never know for sure. That's going to be kept under lock and key. But uh, it, it's becoming more, you can't, its it's unavoidable. So there is that. There is that factor where it's going to become more and more unavoidable. Quite trippy. Cousin Sherry is out there and says, A few years back, I had a haunting dream that I died. I had so much more to say to loved ones. Uh Grandpa came to me Our Both of our grandparents Came to me and told me to take my time And say what I needed to But the moment I revealed to them That I was dead I would disappear Freaky indeed That is freaky That is freaky Cody again says A sound that I never hear anymore Hold the damn flashlight straight Take care Frank There's a lot more of that uh, as far as sounds go. Uh, uh, Benny uh, Benny Amino, Ben, Farina says, Yo, Frank, maybe the exorcism was for Nancy. I know. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I said. It wasn't an exorcism. That would have been an eviction. Shake and bake. So I just wanted to drop some support. Finally been able to catch a live show after a month. Wow, shake and bake. So great to have you out there still, though. Uh, Let's go over to, let's go over to Pilled. Jay Jewel says, we, the unvaxxed, never lost our humanity. Unfortunately, group thing caused hatred toward us, not the other way. Yeah. There was only one direction for that. Only one direction for that. And and you think about it, uh, if there was hatred... In the other direction, wouldn't we be encouraging people to go do things that we think is dangerous? It was never about that. It was always about, hey, uh, I don't care how you vote, and I I don't care what you believe, but let us if we're ever going to have a chance to stand on common ground again, we all need to be in good health, and, and let's just pump the brakes on this and definitely don't get your children involved. So that's a big one there. Falkalon says wife made delicious sloppy joes. Hat tip to Mrs. Falkalon. Sloppy joes. I haven't had those in a while. Those are great. Thank you, Jay Bell. Thank you, Sean Joe. Witchy Poo with a whole bunch of phones and cookies and shades. Incredible. Euper uh, Viking says, "Hey Frank, my mom absolutely loves your show. Thank you for all your do." Youper's mom. What's going on there? Patriot Jen, thank you. CMJ61, thank you. And Joey Shotgun, that was before. But you guys, um, wonderful. We have a couple more minutes left. Boy, these shows just scream on by. I have a tip from Rockfin. Chuck Sellers says, grew up in a small town near D.C. that had a monthly air raid siren test. The siren resonated through the town. Everything seemed to stop. Everything, uh, every, every time it was an oddly eerie and mournful experience, I'd forgotten all about it until tonight. That makes me... Uh, there was a fire horn that I have not heard in years. I I don't know what it was like. I mean, first of all, I don't hear church bells anymore. There used to be church bells that I could hear. Every hour, on the hour, I'm sure some of you still have it. used to love it from Our Lady of Mercy Church where I was baptized. From Our Lady of Mercy... You could hear those church bells throughout the entire town. And that's how I I, I, I mean I, I learned to tell time that way. You it was a very it was it was nice. First you get the you just get that attention chime, usually dun 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 dun. And then you get the time. Boom. If it stops there, it's one o'clock. If you get if you get two chimes, it's two o'clock and onward and all that. And it was great. It was so smart, and you can hear it all throughout time. That's been gone. There was also a fire horn. I don't know where it originated from, but it sounded like, womp, bomb. It, it was a throbbing low frequency, wrong, it, it, not like not like a foghorn. The boom, brr, you know. I, I've never heard a foghorn in 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 real life. I just. That's just from all the uh, the looney tunes from over the years, but it was this weird warm this throbbing uh low frequency horn that there must have been a code for that too, maybe it was a fire code or instead of what time it was, I don't know um though well, the church bells didn't never chime at night, I think they stopped chiming because then you just wake everybody up, but still um. I never understood where that came from, and on certain nights it was more creepy than others. Like if it was a, if it was a foggy night, it was creepy. Man, now I started started thinking about that. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you for that, Chuck. Let's go a little bit more into those responses. Eight track. Uh, here's somebody, Paul Shinkman. As far as sounds that you used to hear a lot, but you don't hear anymore, he just left a quote, and the quote is, I don't know enough to have an opinion yet. Now, who knows what direction Paul Schinkman is coming in from, but uh, that, that is a, that's a novel idea, people just not having an opinion until they research a little bit. I think that's pretty appropriate for tonight's other discussions. Uh, Vance Gilbert said the sound is he, he doesn't hear anymore. My father's morning sickness after an angry night's drunk. Uh, Stephanie Hill Fraser, the clicky sound of cards and the spokes of bicycle tires. Abby Crutchfield says somebody screaming, I'll get it. Whenever a phone rings, the house phone who out there still uses their house phone. Lauren and I were, were talking about that. Uh, we were talking about that not too long ago. So w- I think we want to get a house line. Again. Be old school. And get called by nobody but telemarketers. Have conversations with telemarketers. Try to keep them, see who can keep them on the phone the longest. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ross Rines says the rustling of foil foil milk bottle lids use as christmas decorations in our classrooms oh there is so much christmas decorations actually have a lot more of a smell thing for me i love the smell of addicts on christmas decorations especially when they are older the paper decorations it just smelled yeah whatever the color yellow is it smelled like that it smelled yellow Like, I'd have to imagine that's what the the Constitution smells like. Old and yellow. Let's take a call. Uh, Albert, what's going on, Albert? Hey, not a whole lot.
3: Okay. Uh, Dazed like like we were in a car accident. I can go for that, dude. I can go for that. But if I'm dazed like I just got out of a car accident from what's going on, it's going to be the car accident from true romance and I'm going to be Marcellus Wallace. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that. Um, as far as the, the Scooby Doo moment. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you because that's going to come down to uh, what are you going to do about it? Right. And that's that's a big question that we have to ask ourselves as a nation: What are we going to do about it? Um, the other thing is, is a lot of people are starting to talk like it's over, and I don't, I'm not there yet.
0: No, it's definitely do you remember not. Remember
3: that guy? Do you remember that guy? <laughs> and and this is just, I don't even know if you're going to remember, but there was a dude like a long. I don't know how many years ago, but he was like a soldier, and he, he got caught with something, and he was, like, all freaked out, and he was like, this is my ELF weapon, because you were talking about extremely low frequencies and that boom. I just remember that guy. I'm going to have to look him up and maybe uh, send you something on that, because that was pretty that was pretty freaky, too. Um, I might have heard about that on like John B. Wells like a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Oh, also, I wanted to let you know, because I know we're late here. Um, also, I wanted to let you know, I mean, we've known each other for a minute, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At
3: this point. So, you let me know if you're getting close to April and you want me to send you some organic eggs because I'm not going to have Aurora painting Potatoes for Easter. You're right.
0: Oh, I, I know. Listen, I, I'm I'm happy that I have a couple of lines to re- to really good eggs and people who who uh, supply them directly because we we went we went to for some grocery general grocery shopping today and we saw in in the store that everybody is being limited to two cartons of eggs now around here.
3: How much are they there? Because I mean, in Michigan, they're like. Five. I think my wife said five dollars
0: a dozen here. The eggs I get, the eggs I get from the farmer. I mean, for as expensive as they are, already these jumbo eggs straight from the farm, and he transports them down from his farm about an hour or so up north. Those have been eight dollars a dozen for a long time now. And he says that will right. yeah, so it, it's been there for a while, I know, but, but that's just because I'm not buying the, the bleached white eggs from Cumberland Farms that you can probably still get for, at least at a time, $3 for a, a, a dozen or something like that. So we've always paid a little bit more, but the price is stabilized for now because the feed feed has not, um, has not gone up significantly for them just yet. But, uh, yeah, I, I know. I know people are feeling it right now.
3: Well, in in the winter wheat's gone and all that stuff, I think we're going to be feeling it a, a lot more in the uh, summer, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. And like you said, um, you know, with having the t- – I think the most poignant thing that you said is like – I'm I'm kind of like at the what are we going to do about it? But I also agree with you that there's going to be something next and next. And you know now that they're talking about gas stoves, they're talking about this. I don't think it's going to it's going to stop. It's like when it's I think it's it's occurring to me like a you know like leeches. And the only thing that you can do if you got leeches all over you is remove them because if not, they'll, they'll drain the host. I know. And, uh, I think that's. That's how it's occurring to me.
0: So it, it's good. It is, it, what it's... it is,
3: but you
0: know, we're having fun. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm always having fun, Albert. And thank you for helping me close out the call, uh, close out the night. It's good to hear from you again. And happy new year.
3: Same to you, my friend.
0: All Enjoy right. your life. Yeah. You know? That, that it's, it's the the big question. You know, you have the leeches on. You got to take them off. But you know, we have been we have been told that Anything, any kind of extreme thought is akin to vigilanteism. Uh, you know, how do we do it? No, it has to be through an official channel. What if all the official channels, uh, the for 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 judicial review, for law enforcement? What if everything, everything is infested with ticks and leeches? What if everything is? Then what? Then what? But don't don't you dare think, don't you dare think uh, silly over there. You a terrorist? You insurrectionist? Are you a vigilante in some way, shape, or form? Don't worry. The ticks and leeches, they will reform themselves, and we will finally come to a new age. Oh, boy. Well, we'll be talking about more ticks and leeches tomorrow when we have Jay Myers coming on to talk a little bit about Eyes Wide Shut, Kubrick, and the 30,000-foot view of what it all means and how it's still relevant today. That's on the heels of the Variety article saying that that the whole film was a mishap. So that'll be tomorrow. Wednesday night will be a fun time here. Then we got Jay Dyer coming on the show on Thursday. Then Friday the 27th. Who knows what we do then? And it's all ending with Andrew Bashago coming on to talk about Project Pegasus, jump rooms to Mars, time travel, all on Saturday night. So I'm glad you are here. I'm going to keep this thread about about uh, sounds that you that you once heard that you don't hear anymore maybe we'll do a little bit more on that on wednesday night i also want to get through all of your weird food combinations we still have not done a lot of that and there's still a lot of great ones left so thank you thank you guys for the great calls i really do think that we hit on a lot of different things and it was a pretty well balanced show um, thank you, Curious Patriot, said Frank. The emperor has no clothes. Send a bunch of cookies. Best show out there every time. Thanks, Frank, says Jay Brewskis. And Distilled sent a cookie as well. That is all on QuiteFrankly.tv. It's Monday night. It's Mystery Movie Monday over there on QuiteFrankly.tv. And tonight's movie, Monday, here's the clues. Rio de Janeiro, Brigato, Terry Gilliam. So that is those are the clues from Abe, and the rest of the crew over there at Quite Frankly TV. Go there, get into the chat room. I was watching it last night. I was watching all the stuff that I curated for Sunday night. I put it right up onto my my uh, my screen in the living room, and I was sitting there after the Cowboys did what. I I got a couple of people saying, "Hey Frank, how about them Cowboys?" I said, "Don't no, listen. There's you don't." i'm not the cowboy fan to email and say oh we got you you know you went down cowgirls let's let's, what do you want what do you want from me you think that i i put money on the game losers lose there's nothing this is why i barely watch the games anymore i understand what's going on i peek in from time to time but you know i was really pulling you know me and skip pulling again my mother's a cowboy fan we're all just you know i just wanted to i was I was hoping for a little magic, but I just got reminded, no, there's no magic. There's no magic. It's been 30 years. It's been 30 years. There's no magic, Frank. It's marketing. It's not magic. It's marketing. Uh, just like with the Yankees, it's it's marketing at this point. Uh, magic was when you were a child and then decades before that, that was real magic. But Cowboys, there's nothing there. So that's that's all I got to say. So I, I I turned that off and I put it on quite frankly TV last night and it was great because I I watched the the documentary I put in about John D and Enochian language. John D uh, that that was a that was a wonderful one. Good to get a a re uh, a re up on that. There's enough good stuff in there that might even come up when we talk to Jay Dyer next. And a few other things that was going on. Oh, Mr. Ballin with a couple of his his nice story times. I, I love the, the Sunday night programming. Good stuff. But Monday night programming is just as well. I'll see you in the chat room on quitefrankly.tv, and I'll see you tomorrow night over here for the Tuesday show. And uh, thank you for helping me kick off a new week. Talk to you soon. Oh, wait, before we go anywhere, make sure that I didn't miss anybody. No, I didn't. All right, bye-bye.
2: I'll catch you on the flip
0: side. frankly is filmed before a live studio audience and now our super chatters starting with Cody quite trippy cousin Sherry Cody uh, Ben Ben Farina shaken bake bats genuine Patriot apparel hello kitty and Debbie Bomarito thank you to Chuck shell sellers on Rockfin thank you to all my friends all my fr- oh wait wait, wait wait we got Fredo awakening on rumble said you think that the bible or the bills player was really at the game i don't think so i don't know what the hell i think about that it was so weird it was like uh watching the invisible man uh pepper pants says i love you thank you pepper pants that's all on rumble we'll see you tomorrow you guys have been great